We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast here with you this morning. It's, uh, it's sort of scheduled day. 2024 opponents to be announced in the SEC that coming up tonight in, uh, you guessed it, a, uh, a primetime SEC network broadcast that will probably look a lot like a lot of the scheduled broadcasts that the NFL and everybody else does where they take a really long time to get down to who teams are actually playing. And we I will be when. on That'll pins, much later. pins and needles. Pins and needles, man. Pins and needles. I mean, be like the draft lottery show on steroids. Just going to be so exciting. Something you could do in ten seconds, even an hour. You could just run it across the ticker or something. Go, hey, you know what? In twenty twenty four, these are the teams. This is who you're going to play. It's 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 whatever. So here's that, what it means. Uh, Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Playoffs are bust. If you'd if you would like to, uh, season. like to bet on uh, college baseball, we got some odds for you with that. We got some stuff going on here today on the uh, on the show. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can make the. We'll, we'll get there in a second. I'll, I'll read some ads in a second and tell you about all the stuff going on in Brookhaven. But it's easy to actually make the case and I, and believe it because it's true. It is actually the most important schedule situation that we've had in SEC history because. You have a 12-team playoff in the same season that you don't even know that you're playing your seven West teams. So balance is potentially thrown off for some teams more than others than ever before. So, but yes, we are finding out, you know, a cool 14 months before it matters, and we don't have dates or orders or anything else. But it's all good. We'll get to that here uh, on the show coming up in a minute. Neil just shaking his head. But uh, what you can get today, what actually matters today, is all these grand opening specials going on in Brookhaven, the Blue Sky location that is uh, open there. A lot of $1 deals, everything from uh, breakfast sandwiches and coffees to uh, David's uh, cookies. A lot of stuff going on. You get two uh, 12-packs of Coke products for 10 bucks. It's a good deal there at uh, at the Brookhaven Blue Sky that just opened. So head on in. Again, tons of uh, specials for you that running through June 16th through Friday there in Brookhaven. And here locally, you know about the lunch specials, 569, the ribs. 
and much more. And again, Neil's coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. Uh, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no haggle. There's no hassle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Again, 662-257-1900. Guest, join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others. Find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy and put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at Andy at myperfectfranchise.net or call 404-973-9901. So as we were making fun of before we uh, get started tonight, SEC Network, they are going to tell us who the uh, 16th the first time these 16 SEC teams are going to play coming up here uh, in the 2024 season. Obviously, we have one final season in 2023 with divisions, one final season where you'll play the uh, the six other teams that are in the SEC West every uh, or this year. And then uh, we'll move into a uh, 2024 situation. So what do we know about that? Uh, just the, the quick cliff notes is we are doing a one-year, or the SEC is doing a one-year eight-game schedule to see how this thing operates in 2024 to basically let a lot of other moving parts get settled before they figure out what a more long-term solution is. Um, They say that some semblance of traditional rivalries will be maintained in this one-year schedule for 2024. Again, it is eight games, no divisions. They've got to implement Texas and Oklahoma. Um, Do you think a goal, Neil, is to try to have – as many teams as possible play one or the other of Texas and Oklahoma, or does that matter to them at all? Because, I mean, you do the math. Texas and Oklahoma are going to play each other. So that allows basically, you know, eight minus two. That's 14 spots for other opponents. Now, obviously, I don't think every one of them are going to play different, and you make sure everybody gets one or the other. But does that even matter at all that you try to spread Texas and Oklahoma around the entire league? I didn't really thought about it like that. I was thinking about it yesterday a little bit, that if I'm in the league and the whole protect the rivalries thing is imperative, if that's job one, like if you look at those two teams, Texas, what rivalries need to be protected? Were they established, if you will? For Texas, I think it's it's obviously Oklahoma. It's Texas A&M. It's probably Arkansas it's probably LSU I I, I can't imagine having the ability to schedule LSU versus Texas A&M and not doing it that makes no sense to me and after that it's kind of whatever with A&M it's Texas it's Arkansas it's Oklahoma um trying to think what other like established rivalries Texas A&M has in the league. They haven't been in the league all that long. It's probably those three, LSU, LSU, Texas A&M. And then after that, it's kind of whatever. I mean, does it really matter whether Texas A&M plays South Carolina or Kentucky? I don't know that the South Carolina, I don't know that the Texas A&M Ole Miss or Texas A&M Mississippi State quote rivalry is truly a rivalry yet. 
No, I, I think every team will get their primary. Most teams get their secondary. Frankly, I don't even think it goes to three protected. I think we're talking about one to two protected, depending on the different team. I mean, so for Ole Miss, it's yeah. obviously it's obviously Mississippi State, and then probably, and probably LSU. LSU, and that's it. And if you like look at it from LSU's perspective, what games do they want guaranteed? This is where the I don't know that LSU would look at Ole Miss as one of their two games that they want protected LSU would look at it and go well Texas A&M has become a, a heated rivalry uh LSU would want Alabama as a rivalry that's a game that the league for the last decade has marketed heavily heavily um meanwhile Alabama would look at it and go well we've got Auburn we've got Tennessee those are their two games that I think they want protected from a scheduling standpoint Auburn would say we want Alabama, obviously. I don't, and, and and Georgia from a rivalry standpoint, those games matter. Auburn would like the Florida game to become a, a rivalry again. Um, so I don't I don't know mathematically whether you can make it all work. That's why I, I don't like I don't like the eight game. I think they're going to do the eight game because they think it's going to get more teams in the playoff, and I think that's what they're thinking about. Well, I mean, look. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's 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 dovetailed into any corporation. What, what what are you trying to do? You're trying to do the most things you can do to help your stock your stockholders in the in the, in the biggest way. Well, for the SEC, we can talk about competitive balance, and we're going to have plenty of conversations about that stuff. We're going to have plenty of conversations about nine game schedules and everybody else doing nine game schedules. But the at the end of the day, what you are trying to do is get wins and playoff berths. That's it. Those are the two things the SEC is trying to do is get wins and playoff bursts. And if ESPN is not going to pay more money for a ninth conference game, so you don't get more money and you get more losses and you potentially run the risk of getting fewer playoff bursts, the eighth game model, frankly, makes sense in those ways. Now, again, we can get into the secondary tributaries of attendance and stadiums and fans wanting bigger games and fans getting screwed in all these different ways that they need extra games and all that kind of stuff. But, at the end of the day, what does the SEC teams want the most? They want wins and playoff bursts. Yeah. That's it. It's true. It's the disconnect. I mean, it's a disconnect. Uh, you know, with the network, I think the network and, and SEC will probably work it out. And in 2025, if you made me guess, I'd guess there's a real push to go to a nine-game schedule. But – because at nine games, you can make the schedule work. You can you can make it you can make it hum. You can do what is you wouldn't have pods, but you would have pods. You'd have three permanents. You'd have three permanents. You could schedule it all around. You'd see everybody at least every other year. You wouldn't have a situation where you don't see a team for six years. Um, with eight games, and I'm not a math guy. I don't I don't know exactly how you do it, but. See, you could still do it. You're just changing the numbers of you're 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 lowering the permanence. Yeah, well you're you're you you can do it, but if you do it, you do it at the expense of some of the rivalries that people are obsessed with. Yeah. And the rivalries and I'm not criticizing fans here. I mean, they're obsessed with the rivalries. You fans not the not the fan that's diehard, hey, we must win the championship every year, but the the fan that hey, I'm in this for the pageantry. I'm in this for the rivalries. They they, an Ole Miss football season that do, schedule that doesn't have LSU on it is going to look weird to those people. 
if you only protect one rivalry a year, you just protect the Iron Bowl, the Egg Bowl, the Texas A&M LSU game or Texas OU or whatever. I mean, can you imagine a Texas schedule that doesn't have A&M on it? I mean, stupid. So I, I don't know exactly how they do that. My guess is that they protect those games at the expense of maybe Texas doesn't see Kentucky for six years. Maybe Ole Miss doesn't see South Carolina for six years. Does that matter? I don't know. It probably no. T- and I see, and, and I don't think that's doable. No, I think the, it, it's one or the other. And as Randy says, they've already come out and said, whenever they make this big change, it's either a nine-game schedule with three permanent and six rotating, or it is eight games with one permanent and seven rotating. Yeah. So, so that is your decision. You you either you get one or the other. You get your secondary rival, or you run the risk of more losses or more impact or whatever, whatever. Cause I mean, you know, I look, I don't know what fans would say, Hey, you know, th- and I get this is being a little stupid because this is only going to affect so many teams in so many situations, but Hey, would you rather play LSU? Would you rather make a playoff? Well, you'd rather make a playoff. Yeah. I, I know that narrative is already out there and it's coming and it's going to be a big thing. Playoffs are bust. That is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. I mean, there's 16 teams in the league. A maximum of what? Four, maybe five are getting in the playoff? Probably yeah, four. Five feels too strong. I, I, five would, would blow me away if it actually worked out. So, I mean, you're, you're that's, a, that's a hell of a narrative to launch. Order. Yeah, that's a hell of a narrative to launch. That's a dangerous narrative to launch. I don't... I don't think anybody in the marketing departments at one of the schools would go, all right, here we go, playoff or bust. Two and two out of the gate, and you're out of the playoff race, so it's bust? I mean, come on. Yes, I would like to petition that. If Ole Miss and LSU gets canceled, I would like for the year they don't play that we can get the Magnolia Trophy put in the Clark Ford Studio. We'll, we'll be happy to take care of it. We'll give it back. We'll uh, we'll make sure that, that the Tigers and Rebels have it. Do they, I have to dust it? it? I mean, I'd have to polish like, it, get a little pledge, get some pledge, get in all the little, yeah, that'd be great. I doubt if LSU would care. We'll have to reinforce the table for it to sit on. Yeah, otherwise, it's a that's big, it's, it's, big, big trophy, big heavy trophy. I mean, I, I, I don't. Brian talks about it here. He says he likes the big, the Big Ten's flex schedule. What they basically did was. If you have a team or a game that you feel needs to be protected or the league feels needs to be protected, they protect it. And if you don't, they don't force anything. So, right. like he said, Iowa has three permanent opponents. Penn State has zero. No. Um, I, it's got some problems. It's got some positives. I don't know. I, I don't. I know it's bad pod, but I don't necessarily have a great. Well, so like, t- let's let's that. take Tennessee for example. You're going to do one permanent opponent. How the hell? Who's their permanent opponent? Is it Vanderbilt? So the Tennessee-Alabama game doesn't happen? And let's get get away from competition for a minute. I'm talking about – Because it can't be – if you do a straight 1-8, it can't be Alabama because now Alabama doesn't play Auburn. Right. It so, has to be Vanderbilt. So or, or so now you don't have the Kentucky game, which I've always kind of thought was one of the cooler rivalries in the league. I, I like Tennessee-Kentucky. maybe Kentucky. it's Kentucky. I mean, Ole Miss fans will be happy to take Vanderbilt. I'm kidding. But, yeah, I mean – But, I mean, if you gave Ole Miss Vanderbilt, you lose the Egg Bowl, which a lot of people – Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, I know you're kidding. Yeah. Pe- people hear it. Frankly, if I'm Ole Miss, I'm raising my hand going, hey, we'll take one for the team. And, I mean, not even Vanderbilt, just to get out of the Egg Bowl. But Mississippi State would lose their mind. I mean, they, they build the whole thing around that game. 
and they don't have another natural rival. Mississippi State doesn't have a second game. I mean, the Texas A&M snowball thing notwithstanding, uh, they don't have another game. Oh, they don't have a secondary game. Does South Carolina have a secondary rival? I'm not sure they have a primary rival in the SEC. They're big rivals in the ACC, Clemson. Their big emotional game in the league is probably Georgia. Georgia doesn't look at South Carolina and go, that's our primary rival. Georgia's primary rival would be Florida. So do they watch the Big Ten for a year? They don't have to make a decision right now and starting in 2025 is the flex schedule something on the table in your opinion? Yeah, I think so. I think you'd put it on the schedule. It'd be really complicated, but you could do it. Now, the Big Ten's playing nine games, right? Uh, They are, yes. Yeah. Look, if you have a ninth game, you can do anything you want. You can fix it and make it cool. If you have, if you just have eight games and sixteen teams, there's no way to do it. Not with the one seven. You're going to lose games. You're going to have years where Alabama doesn't play Tennessee. I don't know what the hell Morgan Wallen will sing about, but. And that's why we never thought that, from a long-term standpoint, the eight game would be a thing, at least in that iteration. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why nobody thought, oh, well, that's absolutely what you would do. That's why I think at the end of the day, this is hardball. This is this is the SEC going, hey, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay more. Why does ESPN care? What's, how is it hardball to them? Because what do you want to televise? Do you want to televise Ole Miss LSU or do you want to televise Ole Miss Mercer? I mean, which do you want? Because I mean, old, theory, uh, I mean I Ole Miss, you, Ole Miss Mercer, just... Ole Miss Mercer's a shit game. Let's be real. When when Arkansas plays Central Arkansas, it's a crap game. It's a horrible game. Nobody's watching that shit. Nobody. Nobody's watching that. But stuff. is it worth sixteen million dollars? I don't know. I I don't know how that works. I mean, that's right? the problem. Like, eh. I mean, and so, again, they're laying off seven thousand people. At I know. Some point, ESPN might just not freaking have it. I, don't I, mean, think, I think that's a real possibility that they that this is that's why I said this to you the other day. I looked at that and I went, ooh, somebody's got some internal metrics that aren't favorable. I mean you hear a lot about young people don't watch sporting events. Young people don't watch live sports. And maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean I, I I'm not gonna pretend to be the expert on America's youth. But if 20-somethings aren't watching live sporting events the way that they did 10, 15 years ago, and you're ESPN, you're like, hey, I don't know, man. We're not, we're not going to push in all the way on this until we see some numbers. And maybe they want to see what it looks like in a playoff year. What happens to the numbers and what happens to the numbers for the game? Like, let's say you got Auburn and LSU in late October and both of them are already out of the playoff race. Mm-hmm. You know what is, and I don't think it changes a ton because we have those games anyway. Maybe, I mean, yeah, sure. But you I mean, know, you have even more of those games now. But you know this: when you make it, when you make everything playoffs, which is what pro sports do, teams that aren't in the playoff race, it falls off. When the Saints are out of the playoff race, you don't watch them as much. Mm-hmm. 
you definitely aren't doing the same like, hey, let's cook the jambalaya and invite the people yeah. over and lock in. If the Cubs are in the playoff race, I'm walking around in August and September with head bump. I'm not missing a pitch. If the Cubs aren't in the playoff race, I'm, I'm not paying that much attention. That's why they keep expanding the playoffs. They want more teams to be in the race because eyeballs are in it. So, I mean, to think that college football will be immune to that is, I think it's kind of folly. What we know about uh, Ole Miss's schedule to date for 2024, just so whatever eight teams get added to it, uh, Ole Miss plays Furman at home, Middle Tennessee State at home. Actually, they're just Middle Tennessee now. They've dropped the state. I was not aware of that. Uh, Georgia Southern at home, and then their uh, Power 5 extra game is at Wake Forest next year, so in Winston-Salem okay. in 2024 for that. So Furman, Middle Tennessee, Georgia Southern, Wake Forest. Uh, they do have to keep that extra Power 5 game. That is still a requirement, just as it was. That has not been removed as the uh, the divisions have gone away. So, And again, I, I mean, I I'm not – you're asking fans to come up three times for Furman, Middle Tennessee, and Georgia Southern. That's an ask. That's that's a that's an arrogant ask. Not talking about Ole Miss. Everybody does it. I'm, I get it. I it just I just kinda, seven home games. You know, seven home games, and one of those home games could have been Oklahoma instead of Middle Tennessee. And yeah, that might be an L, and it might knock you out of the playoff race. But the truth is, if you weren't beating them, you probably weren't going to the playoffs anyway. So, I don't know. But I have learned, even in our field, I have the minority opinion on this, which is, so, I'm, it's a very decent chance that I'm the wrong one. As in play all the good games and let it sort where it sorts. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, the, you'll you'll see it tomorrow night. You'll hear it on Friday. I talked to Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast for more than an hour yesterday, and he's firmly in the camp of an eight game. He, and he used to be a nine game guy. But he's firmly in the camp of eight games because of more teams in the playoff and all of that stuff. Um, because look, coaches won eight games because they still think the win total really matters. Yeah, a coach can claim eight and four over. Oh. Seven and five. Seven and five might get you fired. Eight and four might get you a contract extension. That's what the coaches think. Hey, nine and three sounds a lot better than eight and four. Um, ask the question. I have no idea the answer to this. They said if they go to a nine-game schedule starting in 2025, who does Ole Miss drop? Um, I, I have no clue. Um, there are 2025 games right now. They have uh, two Power Five games in 2025. It's a very hard schedule. They play uh, Wake Forest at home in the uh, second half of that back-to-back, and then they go to USC and play at the Coliseum um, to open the season. So uh, they've they've got that. USC, Wake Forest, and then the Citadel at home and Tulane at home. So Tulane, Wake Forest, USC, Citadel at 25. Currently on the schedule. I would assume it would be one of those Power Fives, but I don't know how you do that or what you do. Yeah, I don't know. Because when you start kicking the can down the road, some of the problem is that Ole Miss has games scheduled in the Power Five for a lot of seasons. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss already has its Power Five opponent in 23, 24, 2 and 25, 26, 27, 28. Got that Purdue game coming in like 2031 or something like that, right? 29, 30, 32, 33. They can't – Ole Miss does not have a Power Five open until 2031. 
When's the Purdue game? Yeah. Yeah, as Anthony said, you a nine game schedule plus SC and Wake Forest, that would be a haul for uh for your for your season. It would be a haul. Because if you drop the power five, I mean Ole Miss could play a twelve game schedule that had nine SEC games, SC, Wake Forest, and Tulane. Woo. For teams without depth, you're getting beat to hell over twelve games. Hell, forget that without depth, everybody. And I don't even mean that from a player safety standpoint. I mean that from a competitiveness standpoint of there's never the – I mean, I do think there are games like that built in for reasons. Yeah. I, if Again, I, how do you weigh all these different things? I don't know. Not my problem. Not if my problem. I'm the guy at ESPN, my response to that is, yeah, that sounds like a you problem. You're wanting our money. I don't want that game. I, I don't care about the Citadel. Can't can't sell that. Can't you argue that's how we've gotten in the problem though? Just letting ESPN run the entire damn thing. Well, sure, but you're asking for their money. Oh, sure. You know, I mean, without their money, this does not look the same. We're not we're not having all the conversations that we always have. I mean, we're not having a lot of the conversations that we're having if the TV money didn't run this run it. Why do you think they're putting the thing on TV tonight? It's because it's all about it's a TV sport, and so if I'm and I'm 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 being a little devil's advocate, and then a lot of me is being like what I really think. But it, I mean, there is a there is a point where the pendulum turns. If ESPN came to you and said, "Nope, play twelve conference games," you go, "Oh, buzz off." Sure. Like. Sure. So where the but, point is? Where is that line? Well, we're we're, we're at it. It's eight versus nine. There's there's the line right now. The mm-hmm. the league saying which means nine versus ten because of the non con. Yeah, but you know if you're going to be super conferences at the SEC and the Big Ten and they're going to dominate the playoff, they're going to dominate the playoff regardless, right? I mean that that's that is go, that is going to happen. And look from a league standpoint, a league standpoint, they're, they they want to know how strength the schedule is going to factor into the playoff. Sure. Stuff. Sure. Does it matter if can, can I get a nine and three in with the nine game schedule, or are you guys going to go? No, nope, they lost three games. We're going to put twelve and one Ohio State. In, I mean Oklahoma State. In. Well, at the schedule you just That's mentioned, what they don't know. Let's just say that in twenty twenty five they played nine. Let's say Ole Miss played nine conference games: USC, Wake, and Tulane, and they went nine and three. I don't know who the three would be, that's a playoff team. but that's probably a playoff who team. Cares? They're probably putting them in the playoff. And if you believe what I believe, which is that it is absolutely inevitable, I mean 1,000% inevitable that this is going to go to a 16-team playoff. Nine and three gets you in every time. And I think that's the answer, frankly. You go to a nine-game schedule, still play a power five, you protect the TV, you make the TV package a hell of a lot more attractive. And you go, hey, we're going to go to 16 teams. It's a longer discussion. I think the only problem with that, I mean, look, I would love it. I think it's, I think you're right. I think you run into some problems from a player standpoint when you add that extra game. If you're keeping the conference championship games too, which aren't going away, and you're doing that, I think you are getting into a point where you're going to have to come off money for players in some other way. Yeah, I, I think you could. Because you're adding multiple games to their schedules without compensation. 
Yeah, the the conference championship thing is pretty easy. You everybody gets a stipend for it. If you if you make the championship game, there's a stipend. You get you get extra money because those games are nothing but revenue makers. Which means they're not going away. I wouldn't when think. Frankly, you need it in some way. Yeah, I wouldn't think they're going away. Yeah, and it's, when you started the amateur, it's the amateur versus professional argument. When and a lot of the amateur arguments are falling off the table now because guys are getting paid. I don't. I don't. You know, it's, I'm not. I'm not. It's above my pay grade. I'm not getting paid to fix it. But I can tell you. The more I think about it, if I'm ESPN, I'm going to use my leverage. I don't want those dud games all over my schedule. I want big games. I want big games to choose from. I want to be able to schedule big games all day. I want to come out of my game day show. I want to go straight into a couple of really good 11 o'clock games. I want mid-afternoon games that are attractive, and I want primetime that's attractive. I don't want to have to schedule Arkansas versus the Citadel. I don't want it. But now you don't anyway. And with 16 teams, you only have so many time slots anyway. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss Mercer is on ESPN Plus. It's not eating up a time slot. Right. But I've got to, I've got to staff it. I don't even want to staff it. Are you staffing it or are the school staffing it just like they do for streams? I don't know. With themselves. I mean, Maybe I've got, you're not staffing it. I mean, I've got to put broadcasters on it. That's my point. Do you? I mean, are I don't you know. Just running it in house. I, I mean, don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Because it would be on television either way. Like it doesn't really. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I just know that yeah, if, I'm, probably, if I'm yeah. if I'm if I'm them, the more attractive games I have at at my disposal, the better. That's what I want. I want as many attractive games available to me as possible. Oh, I completely get them fighting for it. I just, I mean, I have a hard time just saying, yep, whatever you want. Sounds good. Like, eh. You know, and if I'm a fan, I'm, say I live in Nashville or I live in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm, I'm driving over for Ole Miss, Texas, Ole Miss, Oklahoma. I'm not coming over for Citadel. Mm-hmm. But that might be where I'm out of touch with, it's very, very real possibility. So before people go, you don't get it. I'm, I'm admitting out loud that I probably don't get it. No, and I mean, and this is the same kind of conversation that's going on around the conference tables and at the meetings and everywhere else. I mean, this is, this is that. This is what this looks like. So, anyway, may continue it in a minute. May come back to it later in the show. May not. But before we do that, springs in full swing. Summer's right in the corner. Heavenly Sunshine Property Services would like to take the opportunity to remind you about the importance of taking care of your outdoor living space. Regular maintenance is the key to preserving the beauty and integrity of your home or business and one of the most effective ways to maintain through power washing. Some of the key benefits include increased curb appeal, damage prevention, creating a healthier environment, and also saves you time and money. It's been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for over four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Don't wait until it's too late. Contact Heavenly Sunshine today. And get ready to enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. That's heavenlysunshine.com or 662-342-1203. You get a free estimate. You code, use code MPW10 for a 10% discount. Are you vacationing on Florida's Emerald Coast this summer? Whether you're staying from 30A to Pensacola Beach or anywhere in between, 
Please check out Captain Lee Comerford with Salty Lab Charters, licensed and insured. He offers custom excursions such as dolphin watching along Destin Beaches, Crab Island sandbar experiences, and much more. He's an Ole Miss grad, an Air Force veteran. He's got more than 30 years of boating experience along Florida's Emerald Coast. All trips are private uh, to your group. Check him out on Instagram or book today at SaltyLabCharters.com. Use the code REBELGROVE20 to save 20%. This is uh, good through the end of June. You can apply this code to any charter booked in 2023. Again, that's SaltyLabCharters.com. We're brought to you by Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi. Uh, Check out their zero-turn Bobcat mowers. They have a complete line of mowers ranging from the entry-level residential ZT2000 with a cutting speed of 7 miles per hour to the the top-of-the-line commercial ZT7000 with a mowing speed of 13 miles per hour. All Bobcat mowers come with the uh, trademark Tough Deck cutting system constructed with heavy-gauge fabricated steel for durability and improved vacuum lift, providing a reliable, perfectly manicured finish Every time the Bobcat line is priced below MSRP comes with a three-year warranty. Currently Bobcat is offering 0% financing for 60 months or up to $2,000 cash discounts for cash purchases or financing at regular rates. Get a hundred dollars off. If you mentioned that you heard about it on the podcast, contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662-871-6918 or visit him in person at 2003 highway 72 East annex in Corinth. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-On's app. Visit them today in Oxford or Ridgeland. Father's Day coming up uh, here pretty soon. The College Corner is a really good uh, option for you to handle some of your Father's Day shopping. It's collegecornerstore.com, unless you're in the Jackson area, at which point you can stop by uh, in Ridgeland or in Flowood. Again, collegecornerstore.com or Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. If your prescription is staying day each month and take care of you, they also will uh, transfer your medications over to GM really easily. You make one phone call, they take care of the rest. You want to stay with the big box pharmacies, go with a community pharmacist that cares about you. That's GM or Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs or in Oxford on South Lamar. 662 236 Let's see. Got a little. Uh, College World Series baseball odds. I think a couple of these stick out and make a lot of sense. If you want to throw a little coin down for anybody uh, not really caring about the games because of Ole Miss's season, maybe you want to bet on it. Maybe you want to find a uh, an interest with uh, with your cash backed up. So Wake Forest, the prohibitive favorite. It feels a little too high just because I don't think an 18 tournament in baseball should have a clear favorite to this extent, even though Wake uh, is currently on a run differential that is the most in the Super Regional era of the NCAA tournament. Wake is the favorite at plus 220, meaning you have to uh, bet 100 to win 220 on Wake. Uh, LSU, 310, plus 310 for the Tigers. Uh, Florida, plus 380. Virginia, plus 500. UT, plus 800. TCU, plus 900. Stanford, plus 1,000. And Oral Roberts, plus 2,000. Those are your your betting odds. Tennessee, 
at glance is the one, but the problem is they face schemes. If they were anywhere else in the bracket, my money would be on the Volunteers to win the national title. But I can't put a bunch on them to beat Skeens, and I don't feel like they have enough to come all the way back through after losing that first game when you're in a in a side with Wake and, and LSU. Yeah, it's, that's that's me. I, I don't I don't know that I care enough to bet on any of the teams, but I, I couldn't bet on a team that has to pay, face Paul Skeens day one. Now, if you beat Skeens, you're off to the races. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but that's that's a difficult task. If, if he's on, he's he's really hard to beat. Florida and Virginia would be where I put the money, and it's basically the winner of that first game, and just hope they win the the thing from that side. I think I'd put my money. Because, look, Wake is in great shape. It's said in the stream here. I don't like 220. It's too low. But, I mean, Wake gets to throw potentially louder against a, a non-Skeens LSU. Who's who's TCU I mean, play? Uh, Florida, they play them. Way, uh, I guess they play – I don't know. Let me look. I don't, I've got that one side down, but I'm having a hard time with the other side. I don't hate – I don't hate TCU. They – they have the kind of lineup that can do a lot of things in in that ballpark, and they could grind pitchers. I don't, I don't hate their chances, They're just from a betting standpoint, because I bet I'm going to get pretty favorable odds. Well, I mean, that's – yeah. I mean, I, I get it, and you get good odds. In terms More of the – Roberts, TCU. Yeah. I I'm from a value buy, I think I'd put put a little cash on TCU and see if I couldn't hit it. Cuz they get Oral Roberts and if you win that one, they just got to they've got to win a slugfest against Florida or Virginia. And they could. They could. They can they can really hit it. They and they're hot. They've been hot. They just roll people. Florida, Virginia, Oral Roberts, TCU, that's one side. Tennessee, LSU, Stanford, Wake Forest, the other side. Yeah. I'll I'll put my money on TCU and see if I can't can't hit it. You You might have to waste a, you might have to really spend a lot of energy to get out of that. Tennessee LSU Wake Forest bracket. Yeah, that's a haul on that side. You might get out of that and get to the other side and be like, whew, we're done. Mark's got a good point. If you believed in Tennessee, I mean, it would be a hell of an uphill battle, but you wait till Skeens beats them and then take them at that price. Yeah. It's just hard to come out of that. Yeah, I mean, Florida 380 is worth, is worth a hundy. Yeah, sure. But you're right, TCU plus 900. That's a, that's a big number. I, I like that. From a value standpoint, I'm getting value. I just don't believe in Stanford at all. I haven't watched them. Like I told you, I've I mean, watched, it, I watched all it, the it, SEC it, teams. I just haven't really watched anybody else. Yeah, it's it's fine. The times that I've seen TCU this year, they score like seventeen runs a game. So I, I'm I'm 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm just gonna roll with them. See what happens. <laughs> I get it. I don't know what to make of them because you know I mean they, they obviously played incredibly well in, in Fayetteville. They got the gift of Indiana State in the Super. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like Ole Miss last year, though, right? Ole Miss had a midseason lull last year, big time. Got hot late, kind of got a favorable draw. I think got a little bit of a gift with the super regional draw, and then got super hot, and you know the rest. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. Will you watch much? Oh, probably not. Um, probably not. I, I just. I don't know. I don't know what else is on this weekend or what I'll be doing, but probably not. Have they already run the Belmont Stakes, by the way? I don't think so. Is that this weekend? Yeah, I haven't seen that at all. Are you in horse racing? For some reason, no. I just for some reason I was like, when's it? When's the Belmont? Because you're just sort of used to that spot in the calendar. Or was it this past weekend and we just missed it? I, I don't know. I think it was this past weekend for some reason, and I have no idea who ran or. One or anything? Oh, it was this weekend. Who knew? Who won? Um. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know. People magazine is the first Google that pops up and says two horses die at Belmont Park less than 24 hours after Belmont Stakes. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Sammy. I apologize. I, I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Please keep sending beef jerky. Um, I mean, I'm not getting into a horse racing thing here because I know nothing about it and Sammy's far more well-versed than both of us, but whether it be incredibly real or PR, this is a huge problem here. I mean, this is, this is overtaking it to a level that I have not seen before. 
Well, they had a they had a yeah. several deaths at Churchill Downs in the time leading like up, seven. That's yeah, what I'm leading yeah, up to it was a lot. Mitchell Mitchell oh, says I'd rather days. watch horse racing than than College World Series. It, it, here's the thing, Mitchell. I watched a lot of college baseball from early March until the through the re, well through the super regional round, and I'm I'm kind of college baseball now. I've seen a lot of college baseball. It's almost over. It is. And there's just not many teams I'm super interested in right now. I'm, I'm interested in LSU, so I'll probably watch when Skeens pitches because he's a stud. I like watching Florida play. It's about the extent of it. I, I'll, I'll watch the LSU. I'll, to answer your question, I'll probably watch the SEC games. I'm really interested in the second round round if certain teams win. Like I'm I, I want LSU Wake Forest. I think that's a really neat juxtaposition with those two teams. I really want Florida into that second round against TCU. I think that'd be pretty neat. Like that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, I mean Tennessee Wake would be fun too, but I can't pull for Tennessee to win the game. So it is what it is. Well, they got two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Is that the deal? And they that is correct. One in six. Uh, LSU is prime time on the first day. Wake Forest is the first game of the day, and then I don't know the second day what what is what. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, it's I can only listen to TCU so many. Oral Roberts Friday. Is this really right? Okay. Um, yeah, Friday. For, sorry, Friday. Friday, TCU, Oral Roberts, 2 p.m. ESPN. Um, so, really, it's 1 because these are uh, Central Times. Florida, Virginia, 6 o'clock Central, ESPN. And then uh, Saturday, Wake Forest, Stanford, 1 o'clock ESPN, LSU, Tennessee, 6 o'clock ESPN. Gotcha. Yeah. Randy, Virginia is the most underrated team in the tournament. Um, I just – I, I'm telling you, I like the Florida UVA game one winner to get out of that side. I do think Virginia is being undervalued here. Um, but I just really like Florida as a team. I'm having a hard time going against the Gators. I think they've got a much uh, – I the, think they've got a much better chance of, of, of just kind of holding up my pitching standpoint in that game one. So I like Florida. That's the problem. I mean, the two teams that I think you have – the best value on are Tennessee and Virginia in different ways, but they just have such game one matchup issues that that's, that's where this thing's sitting. I just saw where there are 19 guys invited to the NBA draft, 19. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this and there's two or three guys that if I were their people, I'd be like, Hey, let's not, mm -mm. let's stay home. Just in case, just in case this goes bad, you don't want to be sitting there with the camera on you all night long. Jet Howard, for example, I'd, I'd say I wouldn't go. Nick Smith, I wouldn't go. What's the what's the cutoff where you wouldn't go? Where, where, where are we at? How many? Well, look, if you're confident you're going to be taken in the first 20 picks, go ahead and go. You're fine. But there's a couple of those guys that I, 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 I would be concerned if I were their people that they aren't going to go top 20 picks and that they're going to be sitting there with everybody else out of the green room and the camera on you. You don't want to be Will Levis. That's no fun. And that becomes this, in, in the social media world that we live in, 
you can't, it's hard to live that down because everyone memes you and stuff the whole, the whole night people. It starts actually affecting your marketing potential. Even it's, yeah. Well, people are, whereas if you just weren't there and taken in the same exact spot, people are mean as hell. Yeah. You know, I mean, like take Nick Smith, for example, he did not have a very good freshman year. He was hurt a lot, came back, played hurt. Uh, some of the workout buzz on him has not been super. Um, I think it was Sam Vecini said he was the worst defensive player that he's scouted potential for. I mean, that's 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 a huge statement. I mean, so if you're Nick Smith, do you really want to sit there and be where the camera's on you all night long when everybody else is out of the room? Like these first ten guys. Obviously, Victor Wimbanyama and Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller and Amin Thompson, Osar Thompson, Cameron Whitmore, Jarris Walker, Anthony Black, Taylor Hendricks, Grady Dick. They're all good. They're, they're going. Uh, Bilal Koulibaly will, will go. He's good. Kaysen Wallace from Kentucky. He's probably good. I don't know what I'd tell Derek Lively the second. Kobe Bufkin's good. For whatever reason, people like Jalen Hood, Shafino. I, I don't. Uh, Jordan Hawkins is fine. I w- if I were Jet Howard, I would not go. And if I were Keontae George from Baylor, I wouldn't go. Too too many flaws on those guys. You could end up sitting there a long time. It says the process of deciding whom to invite to the NBA draft involves communications with presidents or GMs of teams picking throughout the first round. Teams are asked to vote on the top 25 players they expect to hear their names called first. Twenty-five is a big number. It says last year, Jaden Hardy was selected number thirty-seven, despite being one of twenty-five players invited to the green room. So you don't you don't want to be that guy. Don't I don't want to I mean, be? If I'm outside and I be the top fifteen, I'm good. If I'm not almost guaranteed to be top twelve, I'm not going. Yeah, it's a weird draft. It's a draft full of you've got you've got two guys at the top. Maybe three, depending on what you think about Brandon Miller. And then you have this group of players that are somewhat high ceiling, somewhat low floor, a handful of guys that you're really counting on to be able to, sh- to develop a shot, to become a, to become a shooter. Sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. And we're ten days away. No, so a week from tomorrow. Next oh, th- really? next Thursday night. Yeah, you're coming is over for pop the-, the popcorn. Sit around. That's what I was about to say. Is there, is, there a, is there a party for that? I mean, we'll be watching. The Thunder don't have a pick enough to really make it a party. Uh, well, the Thunder pick twelfth, and they have the assets to move up if they'd like. No question. If they wanted to move to ten, for example, they could they could call Dallas today and say we'll give you twelve. And we'll take uh, Davis Berton's contract off your hands for the next two years, and we'll move up to 10. And Dallas would go done. They okay. probably could call. Gotcha. They probably could move up to eight, seven. The question for them is, is it worth it to give up the assets to trade for All-Star Thompson, Anthony Black? Or do you sit at 12 and see if Grady Dick falls to you? I don't know. We'll see what they do. Yes. 
Uh, when do you expect Silver to announce Jaws suspension? It's got to be any day now, right? Yeah, I would. I would think it's coming. I mean, if okay, yeah. Friday. Yeah. The the Nuggets parade is Thursday. I don't think uh-huh. he'll do anything to, pardon the pun, rain on the parade. Mm-hmm. But once the parade's over, he's on the clock. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're talking 48, 72 hours after that for, uh, for sure. And get it out of the way prior to the draft so everybody's aware of the situations. So. I'd drop it on Friday. If, uh, I were the, if I were the NBA, I'd, I'd drop it on Friday. Yeah, I would too. On 2 o'clock Friday sounds great. Yeah, you Somewhere talking around. heads will still talk about uh, it. Podcast. Amen. There. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities. Two packages, 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So uh, whether it's in Lafayette County or parts of Pontotoc and Union Counties that did not potentially already previously have internet, that's 662-238-3159. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. That show will be up tomorrow night with um, Michael Bratton. That's brought to you by Comer and Southern. Different names, same great product, same great people, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662 429 29 a stocks a Asheville based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price all items start at just one dollar that's right every item starts at just one dollar no matter what the retail value may be shop now at a stock.bid that's a s t o c k dot b i d or download their app name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers a stock has multiple locations around nashville memphis some in indiana and more coming soon that offer local pickups so don't miss out game changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. You got the warm-up patch, the overtime patch, the all-natural ingredients keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, Father's Day is almost here. Dead Soxie is the perfect gift for any budget. They've got the uh, Dead Soxie NIL membership you can sign up for. They also have a subscription where you can get a Saturday 7-pack seven unique designs to coordinate each of the season's seven home games. Um, 25% off all non-licensed products with promo code Rebel Grove. Again, that's deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. And happy Father's Day from Dead Soxy. We're brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi. They have clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters and a budget. Let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. It's 901-494-3387. Or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. The uh, the Oakland A's are they are uh, next major league story. I mean, nineteen and fifty right there, Neil. Just I mean, won seven in a row, beat the A's. They put twenty eight thousand last night in the the crappy stadium there in Oakland. They're 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 on the come up. Let me tell you, that was the reverse boycott, right? They showed people that they could attend games. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. they uh, they wore T shirts that said "Sell 
and uh, did everything to essentially heckle and boot ownership to get rid of the team. Yes. The same day that Vegas approved a 300 and something million dollar stadium plan. I mean, they're moving from the city. They're moving to Vegas. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, they are. And I, look, I don't blame them. I mean, the Warriors left Oakland. The Raiders left Oakland. Doesn't work. It's a cavernous stadium. They're not making money. I, I just don't begrudge them for leaving. I, I I know that hurts people's feelings and stuff there when when teams leave, but they've known for a while this was this was happening, and they had this whole stadium thing in Oakland, and it didn't go anywhere, and they're they're gone. I mean, the question really is not why are you leaving; it's why Vegas. There are probably some places you could go that would be, uh, you know, better fits right off the bat. Charlotte, Nashville, Austin. I also don't believe in their ownership, so I don't expect them to actually become competitive, no matter where they are. Right. As you always say, bad franchises are bad franchises for a reason. Yeah. There's a reason that some franchises just never win. But the Kings didn't suddenly just become better because they just happened to be better. No, of course not. So, but look, if you're going to be bad, you're better off being bad in Vegas. It's more people. You have all the tourist stuff. People can, where they're going to be located, people could literally walk from the strip to your games. It's going to be air conditioned. You're going to have a retractable roof, all that stuff. I get it. Whether he's lying or telling the truth, has the owner of Vegas said if he plans to actually spend money for once? He, he hasn't said. I mean, what is the plan to get competitive? I don't know. Because, I mean, they don't pay at all. No, you, you, you would be a more attractive free agent destination in, in Vegas. I mean, there's like that Henderson, Nevada area where a lot of the really wealthy people live is apparently incredibly nice. Sure. You know, I mean, look. I would want to move a team to Nashville if it's me. If I can get an, if I can get a stadium built in Nashville downtown, they have. I, th- I think you probably could. I'd want to go there. I, I don't even think. I don't even. With the game as regional as it is, I don't think Atlanta, Cincinnati, all that stuff. I don't even think it hurts you. I don't think it matters. Gives those teams new rivals. You don't think it siphons off the out-of-state fan base? Or you don't think that matters? I don't think it matters. And Nashville's a big tourist destination. They would probably love to have it. Lots of conventions and all those things that happen there. It's the same as, in many ways, it's replaced Vegas as a convention town. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not from the standpoint of making it a bad thing. I just wonder what your... I wonder if you would siphon off Alabama and Mississippi fans to Nashville from Atlanta. You might. Because the you majority might. of Alabama and Mississippi, I mean, I would say Atlanta is number one from that standpoint. Yeah, you might some. But, you know, look at people that grew up Braves fans aren't going to suddenly become a Nashville no, whatever no, no, no. fan, you know. Of so, not. yeah. Yeah. What'd you make of, uh, I mean, just from a interest level, what'd you make of Jay Monahan stepping down from a health issue last night with PGA Tour? A little suspicious. Um, 
I mean, I had that thought, and then I kind of felt like a jerk for having it. But I mean, I agree with you. A week later, it's hey, you know, uh, gonna have to hand over day to day operations here for a little bit to recuperate. How could you not have that thought? I mean, it is also possible he was stressed to the damn nines and had a heart attack. Sure. I mean, he's been through some shit. I mean, I'm not wishing any ill will on the man, but yeah, you hear it and you're like, uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. It's going to be a week where he was going to have to answer a lot of questions if he was going to show up publicly. So, I mean, it's the U.S. Open. It's been a week after the whole thing. He butchered the rollout, just butchered it. And so, I'm sure there's, I'm sure he has been stressed. I'm sure this has not been a fun week. But it's it's suspicious. I hope he's I hope he's okay. But it's, yeah, sure. yeah, sure. It's 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 suspicious. I, I thought it was interesting that it wasn't simply hey he had a condition and we're kind of doing whatever whatever. It was hey these people are in charge moving forward. Like there was a very much a this is not a day to day sort of deal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I thought the press release and I mean maybe the PGA Tour would say hey we're just covering bases and being whatever and maybe so, but. It didn't feel like that. It felt like more where they went, no, this is not, hey, he kind of had some arrhythmia or indigestion yesterday, and we'll, we'll, we'll get, him back, get him back going here in, in 48, 72 hours. The, uh, from a golf standpoint, the funniest part yesterday was Brooks Kepka had his press conference at the U.S. Open, and he, uh, when he got up to walk off, he said he would see everyone at the Travelers next week, which is the, uh, the tournament in Connecticut there, which would – if he was playing and it would mean that the guys are already back allowed on the PGA tour. So I don't know whether to take him seriously or not, but that was his statement as he, as he got up, he is a, he is a live golfer. So, I mean, I, they probably already have been right, but I don't know. Well, but I mean, they haven't worked out. That was the problem with I mean, not to get down this golfing again, but that was the problem with the whole thing is there were no specifics at all anywhere. So, no, they haven't even come up with, like, how to get them back. They, they are saying they can't get them back until the 2023 season is over. So, I think he was just joking around, but it did kind of grab my attention a little bit as, yeah. he, was, as he was saying it. Because they're going to find them something. I don't know what, but they'll find them something. Like I said, it's one of the best deals in sports. Hey, I'm going to pay you $200 million, but then I'm going to find you $250,000. Okay. Sign me up. Here, where, where, where would you like the check? <laughs> Here's the check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's whatever. I don't know. It's 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 fine. I'm 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 good. You kinda had a soft spot. Did you pull for Vegas last night? Yeah. It was fun. I I watched a good bit of it. Uh they they blew it open quickly and then it was just a celebration. Nine three for God's sake. Yeah, it, it was six to one at after two and it was over. And that is in all of sport, with no exception, that is the coolest championship presentation. The handshake line, then the cup, and they, the way the players revere the cup and skate it around and all of that stuff is so cool. Um, and then Vegas was, a, Vegas was quite the party. I mean, the crowd outside the arena was massive. Just massive, so it's fun. I mean, look, they 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 
Or they've been there six, seven years, and they've got a title already. They've played in two Stanley Cup finals, and now, they, now they've won one. It's worked. I don't know specifics, but hockey has done a great job of getting its expansion teams competitive. Um, the Kraken, or we're in the postseason in year two. It took, like I said, it took only two years, basically two years for the Knights to be competitive, and then now they've won a title in year six. Uh, the Con Smythe winner, which is the best player in the playoffs in the NHL, he is actually a player from the Panthers who they did not protect um, during the expansion draft or however that works. So, again, I don't know their specific rules. I have no idea, but they have done – if you want to – if you want to say that's a good thing, they've done a great job of getting those 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 those, those teams competitive for sure. Yeah, Florida was in the midst of an ownership change when that expansion occurred, and they left him unprotected, and Vegas jumped on him. And obviously, he's been a massive part of what they've done. Again, I, I got to go to a game in December there. It was it was a really cool environment. And that was a lot of, I was like, because I asked the people, I'm like, is this mostly tourists and stuff? They're like, no, no, they've done a great job with local fans. And Vegas has just embraced that team. And the Raiders game was a lot of fun. The Raiders had a huge crowd. Now, the Raiders game, they played the Patriots, and there were so many Bostonians there that had clearly turned it into a trip. Oh. I mean, in the hotels and stuff. Which makes sense. In the hotels and stuff, you just heard Boston. All, you know, all that just ev- everywhere you went. It was like, oh, it's New England. I, I kept, I guess I wasn't really thinking because we were doing so many different things and there might have been some alcohol involved. But I kept thinking, well, why are all these New England people? I mean, you know, that, and then, like, oh, it's the Patriots, dumbass. That's, they're in town. But, you know, it was, it was, it was wild. There were tons, just, just, Patriot jerseys everywhere, like, but it was like Tom Brady jerseys. You're like, it's, I, I think that's what confused me. That and again, there was probably some alcohol. That was the weird ending, right? Yeah, that was that crazy play where they threw it backwards and the linebacker caught it in midair and ran for a touchdown. That was wild. That's right. That was it. Was it was that was a wild game. Yeah, it's it's a misconception for some people, probably not our viewers because they're heavy sports people, but in general, that Vegas area is not just tourists on the Strip. I mean, there's a lot of people in the Henderson area and stuff that are just a, a suburb that is as normal as anywhere else. Like, there's this weird connotation sometimes that Vegas is nothing but right down by Caesars, and that's all it is. And it's Yeah, and the locals will tell you they don't go. A lot of people don't even do that. They don't go to the Strip hardly at all. Yeah. Is there state income tax in Nevada? All right. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, that would help, right? Yeah, I mean, it would make it more attractive if there's no no state income tax. Uh, Nevada chooses not to levy any income taxes at the state level. It's one of nine states that either have no individual income tax or tax only certain types of investment income. Yeah, Texas Texas doesn't have it. Florida doesn't have it. Washington doesn't have it. No, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, Washington State is on the list. Okay. Yeah. 
getting really dark and stormy here, by the way. Yeah, it's about uh, to, it's about to really rain. Yeah, I know. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the New Orleans style barbecue and the signature to my personal favorites to the full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter. They've got the French Quarter Alfredo, whatever flavors, whatever you like, they have an option there for you. So uh, you can use code RG, use code RG, buy five pouches or more, and you get 25% off. You can get a lot of your favorites or try some different uh, options maybe that you have not given a chance in the past. They uh, are a restaurant-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. They're available in Rouse's Markets, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, at least there for Rouse's. And again, code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. Uh, next time you're in town, check out Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's Opa. It's also a great place for uh, parties, uh, party events, company dinners. Get in touch with Jeannie at Opa, 601-421-7147. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you in multiple fields, no matter what your experience level is. And if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. Keep in mind, payment of service is solely contingent on if your company decides to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to uh, buying your first horse, competing at nationally recognized competitions. Um, it's also a great place for events, get togethers. So, uh, get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern traditions farm. Yeah. I, I thought we were almost done with the run. I know nobody, it's not local cares, but I thought we were almost done with the rain. And apparently that's not true. No, there's rain, at all. rain in the forecast several days. I had it written down yesterday and, uh, forgot to mention it. Pat Sajak retiring at the end of next season. You, uh, you a little fortune guy at all. Uh, my wife is. She watches every day. Is she? Yeah. So really? Oh yeah. She loves Wheel of Fortune. That's her thing. I have uh, I have gone through Jeopardy's the only thing I watch as much as I can. I mean, I, I do. I love Jeopardy. I've been pretty obsessed with it. I'll let Alexa play it while I'm doing dishes or anything, and play the game from the day if I missed it. But um, I, I've seen both sides of this in like the last three weeks. So a couple weeks ago, they had uh, the basically not even the tournament of champions but the masters or whatever it was jennings is hosting but it was the other top players from the season it was james holtzauer and all those guys and the questions were much harder i mean i was kind of like staring at it going yeah i would be in negative numbers here the no chance and then last night they had celebrity jeopardy and two of the people were in negative numbers through most of the show and i don't know how they get in out of the rain in the morning because it was the easiest game of jeopardy I've ever seen. And when this thing ends in regulation, 
Pat Noswalt's got $50,000 or something. And the other two are like 400 and 200. And I'm like, I, I don't know how you people even exist right now. Yeah. It was there. It, I watched, it, I watched one and Jalen Rose was on it. Former NBA yeah. player. And he had like a hundred bucks. And some of the questions were like so easy. And you're like, hit the button. Maybe and, and maybe you get a little stage fright and you freak out. I mean, he's on camera all the time. I'm guessing he doesn't, but I was <sighs> there were some of the questions last night where I was just floored. I was just staring at it going, I don't I don't understand. I don't I, I, I don't get it. Yes. Yeah, so, like I said, maybe maybe there's something I'm not aware of, but because a couple times Patton would kind of look over at him like, you guys want to play or you just hanging out or what are we, what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, like, and he never makes, he never makes fun of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, he felt sorry for him I know. at some point. I think it even became beyond the game where it was like, cause I mean, like one of the questions was like, it was the, the category was like triangles or something. And it was like the Gable, blah, 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 of a house refers to what part of the house? It was like, what part could it be other than the roof? Yeah. Like, name another possible option that this could be right now. What is the dining room? Yeah, right. I'm like, I'm... I don't know. It it affected my mood last night. I'll I'll be honest. It just completely... I. They had Celebrity Wheel of Fortune on prior to that, but I was not watching that. I don't know how that went or did not go. Um, so, I like I like Wheel of Fortune. I like Pat Sajak. He and uh, Vanna White, they've been together like on that show for 30-something years. Is it same more or less from a replacing him standpoint compared to Trebek? Very similar. Yeah, you know, if you're familiar with those people. You, if you watch that show all the time, they're just you're comfortable. Is Vanna more known than Sajak or same? Oh, I think she's probably the same. Yeah, I mean they, you know, they've been kind of part of Americana a little bit, right? I mean, in, mm-hmm. in much the same way that Trebek was. People like those shows. It's kind of what Bob Barker did. The Price is Right forever. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, good, good, good. That's a good comparison. Today is uh today is flag day, Neil. Um which, the current iteration of our flag. Which flag? Over or under the American flag. Oh, okay. The United States American flag. Um uh, over or under thirty iterations of that to date. Of the American flag? The flag changed. Yeah. Over or under thirty. Um uh, under 27 current design is the 27th iteration it's the longest used design because we haven't added a state since 1959 and also because a 51st one would kind of screw up the whole symmetry thing of them going in a line so um yeah i got some flag stats this morning also betsy ross had nothing to do with the flag i feel very cheated from a (laughs) educational standpoint from my time growing up yeah, because we were kind of taught that Betsy was a big part of the flag process. Betsy did it, apparently. And yes, I, in my little newsletter I read every day this morning, despite what you may have learned in middle school, there's no evidence Betsy Ross had any role in making the first flag. So, mm. Well, the Ross family begs to differ, you know? They've probably gotten a lot of mileage out of that over the years, haven't they? Yeah. 
Also, last year, four senators introduced the All-American Flag Act to require the federal government to exclusively buy American flags made in the United States because as of 2017, the U.S. had imported 10 million American flags from abroad, 99.5% of which were made in China. That's not good. That's, I'm all That's for not that. good, is it? I'm well, all for let's that let's bill. Make our flag. Let's make our own damn flags. Seems more and than we've fair. pissed people off on this show on Flag Day in the past because, I mean, in a lot of ways, flags are pretty overrated. Like we're not at war, like I, like day to day, whatever. But in general, I like the idea of a flag and a symbol and a thing. Like I'm 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 I'm, I'm for that. I'm behind that. You know. Have I ever been anti-flag? It feels like I'm, I've always kind of been a pretty no, pro-flag guy. Not anti-flag, but like, you know, we were doing the Mississippi State flag. Thing oh, yeah, thing, yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah. how many times are we are we using the flag in real tangible reason? You know what I mean? I mean, okay, fine, whatever. It's fine. You flag a fly, you, do you fly a flag in front of your house? Uh... No, I have a uh, I have a Saints flag flying on my flagpole. Okay. Yeah. Does that make me anti? No. Unpatriotic. No. Okay. No. We we've got a flagpole thing. I'm not against it at all. I no, I'm not either. Have one. We we just we we never we just never put a flag on the. Th- we just don't. We've got an American flag thing, but like the wind will come and it blows, and you don't want to look like the flag blow to the ground because that just looks terrible. So we don't fly anything. And then we don't have any other flags to fly. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't want the look of the flag on the ground. Do you? Mm-mm. That's not the, that's not the move. When we lived in Spanish fort in the, in our backyard on the deck, I flew a Cubs flag, but I don't even know where that is. That's been a, been a minute. Little uh, last thing here. We're just running through things because it's June 14th and it is what it is. appreciate you guys for hanging in after our little uh, internet slip there at the beginning of the show. Uh, Instapot, the the cooking device, they filed bankruptcy yesterday, Neil. And sales indicate that uh, in several years that could be the next uh, situation for the air fryer. So is the air fryer going to follow the Instapot in, in wow. line because it is a trendy appliance? Apparently, they said that the Instapot did it because um, the pandemic happened. We weren't worried about fast stuff as much anymore because the Instapot's a pressure cooker, obviously, for anybody who's unaware of that. It gets things cooked much quicker. Um, and then the work from home situation allowed people to go to the crock pot more, to use more slow cookers, a lot of that kind of stuff, that our environmental changes – have affected in negative ways the air fryer and the Instapot and that the Instapot, which was crazy in vogue in like 2016, 2017, that it is, uh, it is very much on the decline now as they, uh, as they file bankruptcy. I never did the Instapot, but now we, we use the air fryer quite a bit more. We probably it's a more versatile machine that's going to make it be okay. Although they do say that sales are starting to stall out a little bit on air fryers. We probably use the air fryer more than we use the microwave. In fact, I know we do. I reheated a baked potato in the air fryer the other day, and it turned out really good because I didn't want to take the 20 minutes to do it in the oven. Huh. It was cooked on the day before, but I threw it in the air fryer on 350 for like three, I don't know, three, four minutes. And it completely crisped it back up, kept it 
soft in the middle. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I'm no I'm I'm pretty big on the on the air fryer. I I I don't I don't know that I agree that it's going out. Cuz like is it because it's faster or is it just this the versatility or what? Yeah, what, what is it about it? It's versatile. You can use it to crisp something up, you can use it to literally air fry something. It's healthy. It's if you reheat food, it's much better in the air fryer than it is in the microwave because the microwave will dry it out. It is, yeah. Um yeah, no, I'm an air fryer fan. I, I don't. I'd be surprised if that happened. I, I never did the Instapot thing because it was just. I I didn't never really get the appeal of it. And now you and I both are crockpot people. I have no problem with the crockpot. No, I have no problem with the crockpot, especially when the kids were younger and you know you had like a Monday where somebody had soccer and you had dance and somebody had softball or whatever, and you just knew, hey. No one's preparing dinner. And we just were never the type of people that were, hey, on a Tuesday night for dinner, we're going to run through Chick-fil-A. We just never did that. So we would put something in the crock pot at 7 in the morning, and it was it was there that night. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm big on – I'm a big air fryer guy. I use air fryers all the time. Yeah. I probably haven't transitioned as much away from the microwave as, as, as you have in that way. But yeah, I could, I could see that the more I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm kind of, cause I mean, look for kids, the air fryer is a godsend because anything you're going to bake, you can do in a mm-hmm. third of the time and get on with it. Yeah, no, it's for not, sure. It, it doesn't take the 25 minutes. Well, and if you like the taste of fried food, but you don't want to boil it in Rotten oil, if you will. Oil. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you can, you can achieve that. grind who uh is in his late 20s he said first time i heard about an air fryer was in college a girl asked if i wanted some fried chicken while she did her thing and i said how are you going to make it uh fried chicken in a dorm room use an air fryer for it yeah 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 i get it so uh let's see we, we so we're officially done i mean well other than college baseball the sports calendar is complete until uh, football. Obviously, tonight we get the schedule. We'll talk about that tomorrow with Jeffrey. But um, we're we're kind of out now. NBA done, NHL done. Yeah, NBA's done. I, mean, I know baseball is running, but it's going to be a minute before it matters. Yeah. So it's we're about to get about to get the little slow time, and then what, what's today? Today's the fourteenth. Uh, media media days is a little over a month away. And it won't be long. That's the, yeah. I mean, it's like six weeks till fall camps and stuff are preseason camps, not fall camp. Preseason camp begins. Yes, preseason camp. So, all right. Appreciate everybody on the stream where you're listening, wherever you are. And we'll be back tomorrow. We'll discuss the uh, eight teams that Ole Miss is playing and then everybody, everybody else is playing as well. So that's tonight, SEC Network. And we will talk to you again about it tomorrow.